Ta'ahal, and welcome to the A Thousand Lives broadcast, the go-to podcast for all things related to Christian missions in China. This is Austin, your host and missionary to China with Vision Baptist Missions and the Vision for China team. For more information about Vision Baptist Missions, the Vision for China team, and how to take the first step on your path to making Jesus famous in China, head on over to visionforchina.org. That is V-I-S-I-O-N-F-O-R-C-H-I-N-A dot O-R-G. There you'll also find a slew of resources to aid you in both sharing the gospel with Chinese friends as well as to help you encourage others to give their lives to making Jesus known in China. Well, in our previous episode, we got to hear the tragic story of Peter, one of Hudson Taylor's Chinese friends, and how the inaction of two fishermen led to his untimely death. In that podcast, we explored Hudson Taylor's account of the story and heard how he believed that we who have the gospel often share the complacent attitude of those two fishermen. I'd encourage all who have already to go and check it out, download it, and give it a listen for a captivating story that will challenge you to more seriously consider Chinese missions. In fact, while I mention it, let me go ahead and add that for those out there who are enjoying the A Thousand Lives broadcast and want to help us get the word out for more opportunities to make Jesus famous in China to more people, please go ahead and subscribe on your podcasting platform of choice and even consider leaving a review for us. And if you want to go the extra mile, go ahead and share the broadcast online, whether that be through Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, email, or what have you. We are asking the Lord to raise up a multitude of laborers to penetrate China with the gospel. And unfortunately, so many Christian young men in America today don't even realize that preaching Christ in China is an option. One of the main goals of this podcast is to change that and show preachers and aspiring preachers alike here in the States and anywhere in the world, really, that there are fantastic opportunities to make Jesus famous in China. Well, with that out of the way, let's talk about what we have on the docket for today. One question that I'm often asked here in the States about China is, how receptive are Chinese people to the gospel? Or are they interested at all in talking about the Bible and Christianity? You know, I get where these questions come from. I think oftentimes China is viewed here in the States as this Soviet sort of police state where everyone is telling on everyone else's every move and that this sort of environment makes people very cold to the gospel. Hopefully, today's podcast will address these sorts of questions and shed some light on the average Chinese person's interest level towards the things of God. I'm going to be sharing the story of Lin, someone that my wife and I personally met in China and got acquainted with for a while. The thing with Lin is that he had a pretty rough past until someone shared the gospel with him and the Lord saved him. There was a radical transformation in his life, as is to be expected when Jesus gets involved. And the Lord gave my wife, myself, and a few other friends a unique opportunity to minister to him that led to even more people hearing about Jesus. Now, before we get any deeper into Lean's story, let's go ahead and take a look at the Chinese region of the week. This week, we are praying for the province of Guizhou. Guizhou is located in South China and is home to around 35 million people. Guizhou is one of the poorest provinces in all of China. It is a very undeveloped province and has the lowest per capita GDP of any province of China. Not only is the province very poor financially, but it is also poor in the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Over 30% of the people are involved in what is sometimes called the cult of ancestors. This means that they deify their ancestors, or you could say they make their ancestors like God, 
gods to worship, only about 1% of the people in Guizhou province would claim to be Christian. On a more personal note, Guizhou province is a very special place to me because it is where I spent the majority of my time during my very first trip to China way back in 2007. My group that I was traveling with and I spent a good two or three weeks here in Guizhou and the Lord really used that trip to open my eyes up to both the need of more gospel preachers in China as well as the many opportunities there in China to boldly preach Jesus. In fact, the story from the very first episode of this broadcast, the very first episode of this podcast, What is Jesus, took place in Guizhou during that trip. And while I mention all of this, let me go ahead and emphasize yet again that there truly are many great opportunities to serve the Lord and preach Him in China. We with Vision Baptist Missions and the Vision for China team believe that there are innumerable opportunities to come to China and preach Christ. And yet, there are so few preachers and aspiring preachers here in the States or anywhere in the world, really, that even give China a second thought. Brother, if you are listening in and considering what the Lord's next step for your life might be, or if you're praying about serving Him on the mission field, I challenge you to consider giving your life to making Christ famous in China. There truly are hundreds of millions of people all throughout China that have yet to hear the good news. Many of them don't even know Christ's name. Wouldn't it be exciting to go to China and tell them all about his love for them? Friend, would you pray for the people of Guizhou? Would you pray for them to hear the good news of Jesus Christ? Would you pray and ask the Lord to send them a preacher? Brother, would you give your life to being that preacher and boldly publishing his name among them? I admittedly don't know many of the details of Ling's life before he met Jesus. I never had the opportunity to sit down with him and hear exactly what all the Lord saved him out of, though admittedly that's probably for the best. Suffice it to say, I know that when I met Ling, he was in his early 20s, had already met Jesus, and had been radically changed and transformed. Of course, that happens to all of us when we meet Jesus, but Ling's story had an unusually dark side to it, particularly for one who was relatively so young. You see, before Ling got saved, he was heavily involved in a gang in southeastern China. Based on what I know, he didn't have any family involved in his life, and he probably dropped out of school in either middle school or high school and got involved in these gangs for the false sense of brotherhood and camaraderie that it gave him. Though he didn't have a family, he could at least pretend like the gang was his family. One night, probably just a handful of months before my wife and I met him, something went down in his gang, probably money or drug related, and he was suspected of being the cause of the trouble. Some of the gang members confronted him and there was a scuffle that led to a fight that ended with him being thrown out of the third floor window to slam into the concrete pavement below. The next morning, he woke up in the hospital to discover the assault and resulting fall left him paralyzed from the waist down. He was devastated. His pride was devastated, and his life was quickly left in ruins. You see, Lean had no family to speak of. That's why he had turned to gang life. And now that some in the gang had turned on him, he quickly discovered that the rest abandoned him once they heard of his accident. He reached out to them for help, for financial help, to get him through his hospital bills, to help him during his stay in the hospital. But they 
they ignored him and didn't give him the time of day. One thing to realize here is that in many hospitals in China, the hospitals themselves don't provide meals to patients. The responsibility of providing food and water to patients falls on family and friends who oftentimes have to make multiple trips a day to the hospital bringing in meals. Lin had no such family. The quote-unquote brotherhood that he thought he had abandoned him as well. He was paralyzed. He was at his wit's end. He was alone. That's when God stepped in. You see, there was a doctor there at that hospital that was a Christian. He discovered Lean and his predicament and took it upon himself to not only help him with meals and medical bills, but also to befriend him and share the glad tidings of Jesus with him. Having already been massively humbled through his accident and being moved by the compassion of the doctor, Lean received the word gladly. He rejoiced to hear of Christ's death for his sin and was overjoyed to hear of his resurrection and offer of forgiveness. There in the hospital bed, Lean called upon the name of the Lord and was gloriously saved. And I don't say gloriously saved flippantly. Though I never met him before he came to know Jesus, I have met men involved in similar gang activity in this part of China, and they can be very hard and hardened towards the rest of society. But by the time my wife and I met him at a Bible study a few weeks after he left the hospital, he was a sweet and joyful person to be around. He was beyond excited about all the Lord had done for him and was eager to learn more about the Bible, to learn more about God's Word. I remember each week, he would wheel himself down one of the main drags downtown. It was every Saturday night to get to our Bible study. I remember each Saturday night he would wheel himself down one of the main drags downtown to get to our Bible study. We were meeting in a home-turned meeting house that was accessible via a back alleyway connected to a side road. And as he would get near us, he would call Guiming, one of my friends, who would meet him just out of the alleyway to walk with him in. The house we were in had a few steps to climb at the threshold to get in. So Guiming and I would pick him up in his wheelchair, walk him up the three or so steps, and set him back down inside. He would always beam with excitement to arrive at this Bible study. In our church, he had finally found except He had finally found a family. He had finally found the joy that's found only in Jesus. Well, weeks went by, and like clockwork, Lean would come week in and week out to hear the Word of God taught and discuss the Word with his newfound family. He was growing in the Lord and in his faith. It was really a joy to see. One day, we got word that he had to be hospitalized again due to complications related to his initial fall and injury all of those months previous. It turned out that he had developed gangrene on his legs and was back in the hospital for treatment. This time, we from church had the opportunity to regularly visit him and take him food. There's one night while he was still in the hospital that I'll never forget. Our pastor decided to let different teams from our Bible study to get on a rotation to go to the hospital and share with Lean the previous Saturday's Bible study lesson. We went at night to avoid drawing too much attention to ourselves since we were, after all, in China and there needs to be at least an element of tact when talking about the Bible in public. I remember my wife, myself, Guiming, and also a lady named Zenling, each riding our motorbikes to the hospital late one night to take Ling some food and have this sort of mini Bible study with him. We parked outside, locked up our bikes, hustled in, took the elevator up to the correct floor, and found his bed actually out in the hallway. 
In many hospitals in China, it is a pretty normal thing for hospital beds to be in the hallways because many times there simply aren't enough rooms for all the patients. So there at the end of this hallway on one of the upper floors of this hospital late at night, the four of us each grabbed a mini stool type seat of sorts and circled around the side of Lean's bed with Bibles in hand to have our Bible study with him. We had learned about the parable of the sower and the four soils from Matthew 13 on the previous Saturday, and I began to go through the passage with Lean. He was so excited to see us, and I was thrilled to see his excitement. I'll never forget, I got about halfway through the passage when all of a sudden I started to hear hushed voices behind me. Initially, I tried to ignore them and continue as usual teaching the passage, but then I began to hear my wife, Guiming, and Zunning talking as well. Even Lean himself started looking over my shoulder to see the small commotion that was going on behind me. Finally, I turned around to see what was a beautiful sight. Many of the family members and friends of other patients there in the hospital who were there to take care of their loved ones had heard the Bible lesson and came out of the various rooms on the floor to see what exactly our group was doing. The fact that there was an American among us speaking Chinese surely caught their attention as well. And they had begun asking my wife, Guiming, and Zunning what I was talking about. Before I knew it, while I was there sharing God's word with Ling, the three of them had begun sharing the gospel with these people. There in the middle of a hallway at night in this hospital in southeast China, the gospel was boldly going forth for all in earshot to hear. What are you guys doing? Hey, where is that guy from? What are you guys talking about? What is that book in your hands? Bible? What's that? And they just kept asking and asking. And the three with me kept explaining. No sooner had I turned around to notice than did Lean himself speak up and start sharing the gospel with one as well. It was a beautiful scene. There in that bed was a man that God had only months previous saved in an absolutely amazing way who had been growing in the Lord and was now thrilled to share the glad news that changed his life. In that very hospital with others in that hospital. Praise Jesus. The Lord is good, isn't he? Brother, I share Ling's story with you today for a couple of reasons. First, I want to point out that Chinese people are in fact interested in the gospel if someone would just speak up and share it with them. Ling was eager to hear, and those others in the hospital a few months later were eager to hear as well. The gospel is powerful. We know that. The Bible tells us that. The Lord brought about a massive change in Lean's life, and it was a tremendous pleasure to witness that. God is mighty to save. He can transform even the hardest of hearts. He can not only save them, but give them a passion to share that news with others. Brother, I secondly want to encourage you to consider how God might use you, yeah, you, to reach people in China like Lean with the glad tidings of Jesus Christ. Thankfully, there was a Christian working at the hospital while Lean was at his wit's end. But can you imagine how many more are in China just like Lean and run into medical and financial trouble with no Christians around to help, and worse, they have no Christians to preach Jesus to them? Brother, why not give your life to proclaiming Jesus in China? Again, there are countless opportunities to make him famous in China and spread his name among China's hundreds of millions of people. My brother, if you desire to give your life to preaching and magnifying Jesus in this world, I plead with you to consider doing so in China. The people of China need to hear of Jesus. Jesus' love for them. They need to hear that he died for them. They need to know that he is the author of hope 
and joy and peace. They need a preacher who knows those things, who will come and tell them, because the Bible says, how shall they hear without a preacher? Brother, will you arise and go and preach unto them Jesus? There are so many wonderful opportunities to preach Jesus and serve him in China. Brother, if you want to take that next step toward China and learn how to continue on a path toward full-time ministry there, reach out to us. You can email us at info at visionmissions.com, I-N-F-O at V-I-S-I-O-N, M-I-S-S-I-O-N-S dot C-O-M. Or email me personally at austin at reachingchina.org. That's A-U-S-T-I-N R-E-A-C-H-I-N-G C-H-I-N-A dot O-R-G. We'd love to talk to you about the next steps you can take towards preaching Jesus in China. Whether that next step be Bible training, practical ministry training, or language and culture training, we'd love to guide you on your path to making Jesus famous in China. Friends, the Bible teaches that God is a giver of joy. When someone comes to know Jesus, they find true and lasting joy. In Chinese, they say xi le. The Chinese word for joy is xi le. So many in China today are like Ling before he met Jesus. They have no xi le. Brother, would you come to China to tell them about him and the xi le that he brings? Would you do that? Would you consider giving your life to giving Chinese people a reason to have Sheila? They will only have it if someone who has already experienced it goes and preaches Jesus to them. Brother, if you know Jesus Christ, if he's changed your life, you have experienced that joy, that Sheila. Would you not go and preach it to them? Will you go? If not you, then who? Well, this concludes today's episode of the A Thousand Lives broadcast. Be sure to tune in to next week's episode where I will share another story from the life and ministry of C.T. Studd while he served the Lord in Jiangxi Province, China. This story is about how the Lord used him to bring a man to the Lord who went on to have an amazing testimony of enduring persecution from his fellow Chinese. This man that C.T. led to the Lord went on to be beaten, and imprisoned for his preaching, but didn't let either stop him from continuing to preach the gospel. In fact, you'll have to listen in to hear why his captors eventually decided to free him from imprisonment. It's a pretty inspiring story that you won't want to miss. If you haven't already, go ahead and hit that subscribe button for the A Thousand Lives broadcast so that you won't miss out on other exciting stories about preaching Jesus unashamedly in China. Please remember to pray for the province of Guizhou this week. The people People there in Guizhou need to realize that true and lasting Xi Le is not found in worshiping ancestors, but in worshiping the Savior, Jesus Christ. Please pray for more preachers for Guizhou. Thank you again for listening to the A Thousand Lives broadcast. This has been Austin, your host and missionary to China with Vision Baptist Missions and the Vision for China team. For more information about Vision Baptist Missions, the Vision for China team, and how to take the first step on your path to making Jesus famous in China, head on over to visionforchina.org. That is V-I-S-I-O-N-F-O-R-C-H-I-N-A dot O-R-G. There you'll find a slew of resources to aid you in both sharing the gospel with Chinese friends as well as encouraging others to give their lives to making Jesus known in China. Well, until next time, 再见.